Lord is in this place, amen? He is at work, he is speaking, he has something to say to each one of us, he has a story he is telling through our lives, we call that our testimony, and he is glorifying himself through his church, amen? And if there's ever anything that's needed more today, it is that, for the church to stand upon who it is and know that the gates of hell cannot prevail against us, amen? Amen. You know, it hasn't always been this way um, within circles of faith. There's always been a pull for people to take God and faith and make it a side gig of their life, to make it a compartment that's on the side that you go to when you need it, but it doesn't serve as the foundation for life. But that has been God's intention from the beginning that we would live with him as the foundation, the source, the driving impact, and our place of strength. He is the place we get our values from, our priorities from, our decisions from. They're all from him, amen? He's not just a side piece that we go to when we can't figure it out and need something to help us along the way. He's not just something that we run to only in our times of pain to help us. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And in fact, no one has life and no one comes to the Father unless they come through him. Only in him is life. And he calls us to live live with him as the source and the foundation of life. Now, over time, we've seen in history where that hasn't always been the case. You can go throughout the pages of scripture, in fact, and find many who said, no, I am going to put God in this side gig slot, in this compartment. And instead of being the source of my life, I'll go to him when I need him, but I actually can figure all this out on my own, right? It's what Adam and Eve did. It's what they were deceived into doing by the serpent. They chose to be in the lead and put God off to the side. As a result, they suffered and we're all still suffering because of that choice, that sin. It's been that way throughout history as well. Those who have chosen to move God into the side gig slot, into the compartment slot, they have eventually brought upon themselves greater pain. In fact, the New Testament in the book of Romans describes what I believe are the days at which we live today. There's been many other times in history that's looked just like what I'm about to read you, but Romans 1 tells of the moral and social decline that happens when a people forget God. And that passage ends with these words, although they knew God, let me say that again, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. You see what I'm saying? They recognized he was God. They knew God, but they didn't glorify him as God, the source of all of their life, the one who made every decision for them, the one who was their source of strength and hope and grace and peace and truth and forgiveness. They did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile or empty or vain in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. They experienced darkness within them because they chose to move God out of the center place. They chose to not let him be the foundation of their life and they suffered as a result. Now, excuse me, now God had promised that uh, to his people in the Old Testament 
As long as they made him Lord and walked in his ways, he would bless everything that they touched. But he also said, the day that you choose not to, then a series of curses will come upon you. A series of troubles will fall upon you and you'll find your life in dis-ease. There won't be peace. There won't be rest. There won't be relationship peace. There won't be life peace. And there even won't be physical peace. There will be dis or broken ease in everything. There'll be dis-ease in your mind. Your thoughts will be confusing and darkened and you won't be able to settle them. You won't be able to put your head on your pillow at night and go to sleep. You won't be able to wake up in the morning feeling rested. You won't be able to go throughout your day without your thoughts racing. You will be in a place of dis ease. Your emotions will not be at a place of rest. You won't have the joy of the Lord as your strength. You won't have peace ruling over you. You won't have hope welling up in your emotions. Instead, they'll be broken. They'll be at dis-ease. They'll be filled with anxiety. They'll be filled with stress. They'll be filled with hurt. They'll be filled with anger. You'll be in a place of dis-ease. Your relationships will be in dis-ease as well. They'll be tension, there'll be uh, cut off relationships, there'll be anger, there'll be bitterness, there won't be any peace. And there even won't be dis, or there even will be dis-ease in the land. God said, if you choose to not walk in my ways, I'll make the heavens become like brass. In other words, they won't give rain anymore. I'll cause physical catastrophe to come because you've walked out of my ways and you've no longer kept me as Lord. And I will cause earthly dis-ease to happen. And God said he would actually even bring dis-ease into our bodies. The Old Testament said, or God said in the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, if you'll walk in my ways, I will not put on you any of the diseases, dis-ease, that I put upon the Egyptians. There is a dis-ease that comes to every part of life when we choose to ignore God as the source and the foundation of our life. Amen? And it's because of that that God would give promises of hope. He would say things like, if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Then I will hear from heaven. Then I will heal their land. You see what I'm saying? Healing would come to all of the areas of dis-ease. Our series, The Cross Heals, is incredibly timely for our day. Our world is in dis-ease today. People are struggling with dis-ease in their emotions, in their mind, in their behavior, and in their relationships, and in our world, and even in our bodies. David knew this. Psalm 103, he wrote these words. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, 
and forget not all his benefits. Verse three, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. You see it? He gives forgiveness and he heals the dis-ease. Verse four, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Mm. There is a promise of healing to those who will make God the Lord of their life. Not a side gig, not a Sunday morning time slot to fill, not a religious checklist, but when he becomes Lord over every part of life. Amen? Today you're gonna hear a story of one of our own and how everything that I've talked about so far, God has answered in their life. You're gonna hear a story of dis-ease in all the areas I mentioned and healing in all those areas. Amen? So let me do this first. Let me put our podcast uh, QR code up here because... I can already tell you ahead of time, you're gonna hear this today, you're gonna think, I've got about 12 questions, all right? So if you wanna use your phone, you can pull your phone out now, turn on the camera app, if you'll take a picture of this, or just show it, you don't have to take a picture of it, just show your camera this, it'll take you to a link, and at some point in the message today, <clears throat> if you wanna ask a question, you can. It'll come to me, and we'll use that in our podcast this week, okay? So, uh, and I'm, in fact, I'm going to have the person whose story is being told today with me on the podcast this week. All right. So uh, without any further ado, whatever ado is, I want to introduce Emily Tanner. Y'all give Emily a big hand as she comes up to the stage today. Yeah. Welcome, Emily. Y'all probably recognize Emily. This is not her first time on stage. She's been here before. In fact, uh, she was here um, when Journey, her daughter, was baptized. And her family was up here and, and told the story of healing that had happened for Journey. But today, this is really all about Emily. And, uh, no, it's about Jesus. Yes, thank you. Man, sorry, roasted. Sorry. Roasted, roasted right roasted. here on stage. Roasted. Boom. <laughs> it's okay. I'll take that one. That's good. So um, first, tell us about your family, just so everybody can get a, a, a frame of reference for who you are. Tell us about them. Okay, I'm or Emily. introduce them, yeah. I'm married to Stephen. We have five kids. They all range in age from 19 to 12. Um, we are California transplants. I was not born and raised here, although I do like to tell people I have a Texas-shaped heart and queso running through my veins. So. There you go, yeah. <laughs> We can all rest now, right? Yeah, it's okay. it's yeah. Right. yeah. That's good. That's yep. good. So you're one of those stories where uh, they say, you know, I wasn't born in Texas, but I got here as fast as I could. Oh, yes. That, that, oh, yes. Your story. Never go back. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't okay. even look back. I'm like, no. <laughs> all right. And, and you live here pretty close. You're in Ovilla yep. area. Yep. Oak Leaf, kind yeah. of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. About five cool. minutes up the road. Yeah. That's great. So um, what we get to see today is a work that God has done in your yep. life. And we, you and I, you're about to be surprised at what you hear 
of where she has been. So take us back in time mm -hmm. and tell us about a time when you were in need of some healing. And in all these areas you're going to mm -hmm. talk about today, emotional, oh, yeah. mental, relational, physical, mm -hmm. uh, all of that. So take us back to a time when life was not going well. Okay, so I was born and raised in the church, went to church, did missions trips, had family very involved in the church, got saved young, all of the things, check, 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 check. But I was living in such a state of um, mental turmoil. Nobody had taught me that I'm in control of my thoughts. My thoughts are not in control of me. And it just kept eating away at my spirit, at my emotions, my will, all of it. And I let that be the driving force to mm. who I was. And it was a dark time. I was super anxious all the time. I lived in fear. I was burdened by so many things. I loved Jesus. I knew his word, but I hadn't really come and grasped it the way that he desires it. Less head knowledge and more life living it out and pouring out of me. And I just wasn't doing it. And it was dark, like so anxious, couldn't sleep. I was 100 pounds soaking wet. I mean, doctors were like, here's an antidepressant, here's a sleep aid, here's a this, here's a that. And I was like, I just felt in my spirit for me personally, that's not, mm what I needed. That's not what I needed. So how long ago was this? How many years? Okay, so the anxiousness, the depression, the anxiety was all growing up through my childhood. Hmm. My whole life I was an anxious person. Um, it got worse slowly in my 20s, I would say, that okay. life just started taking a toll. We started fostering. Um, the recession of 2009 happened. My husband lost his job. We lost our house, had a new baby. It was, it was a heavy, heavy burden. We had a, my husband's brother committed suicide. There was just so many dark things going on in life that it was just so heavy to carry. And outwardly, I was, you know, chipping away, keep going. I'm very driven type A personality. Right. But inwardly at home, I was like, I was deteriorating mm. very rapidly. So I know it's a dark place, but just to help us get a frame of reference again, tell us what's going on in your thoughts and emotions. What, give us a little bit more detail what that looks like for you on a daily basis and, and maybe even how you deal with that still going to church. Mm -hmm. um, I had a huge disconnect. I would go to church, like I said, I would check my boxes, but I wasn't my spirit was not aligned with God and his spirit. It was his character I wasn't chasing after. And I, I needed that so badly. Like I would go to church, I would hear all the things, but it wasn't sinking in. And like I tell my kids sometimes, I was saved but I was a miserable saint. Like mm. I wasn't walking in the blessings that God wanted me. Yep. You know, the verdict was rendered on the cross for all of those things that were plaguing my mind, yep. the self-harm. Some people would say I probably had an eating disorder, all of those things. And Jesus died to take all that and I wasn't walking in that. Oh. I just, I wasn't. Now, the things you've been preaching on, teaching on over the last, so probably a year, 
as I walk through this journey the last six years to the healing I have now, I'm sitting in my chair like, oh my gosh, somebody's teaching this. Like, I am just busting at my seams because it's so needed that we need to have a balance between professional help here on this side of heaven and also seeking the kingdom for our ultimate healing and what God wants. So emotionally, mentally at home, it's dark, depressive. I'm yep. sure that's affecting relationships. Oh, yes. How's, yep. that, how's that impacting your marriage at this point? Okay, so I married my high school sweetheart. He's the cutest boy on the planet. Love him, love him, love him. Still have a crush on him. But I grew up a rights fighter. So you just argue until sun up. one more time. You're a what? A rights fighter. You just... Okay. Fight until death. Okay. Okay. You're right, no matter what, and right. that's the end of that. Okay. So we have a deep love for Steve each is other. Still smiling. It's he good. is, because yeah. he knows. Hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was dark. Like we would argue until late hours of the night, just antagonistic, and you know it does take two to tango. But I take on a lot of the responsibility because I just couldn't let it go. And I even, I knew my Bible and I'd be like, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. And I'm still angry. Get up. And it was awful. It wasn't doing any good. And I was totally misrepresenting scripture and what that means. And it doesn't mean stay up till the sun comes up arguing with your husband. It probably means go to God, let it go, have peace, go to bed and come back with less yeah. tired brain. Yes, true. Less yeah. fire coming out of yeah. every yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah. And it it was it was harmful to our marriage. He's very laid back, very uh thinks before he speaks, all that good stuff. And I am like a bull fit to be tied. I am yeah. a bucking bronco. I'm like, let's do this. So there needed to be balance, and there was no balance in my life. I was way one way and not the other way. Lots of conflict, lots Mm -hmm. of tension. I'm sure that's not helping your emotion or mental state Mm -mm. or or spiritual state at this point. I'm Mm -mm. sure uh, you get in that spot, you're kind of feeling weak and vulnerable to begin with, so you feel like, I've got to prove myself so I can have some worth and identity. Yep. I got to win this fight. I got to prove myself. I got to prove myself right. I got to do the right thing. And that mm-hmm. only just compounds it. Yeah, it was yeah. pride. It was so much pride on my part because whether I was right or he was right, it didn't matter because in that moment, God wasn't being glorified and nothing was getting resolved. Mm-hmm. It was just arrogance on my part and just harmful to our relationship. It really was. So you have kids at this point. Mm-hmm. How is how is this playing out in parenting? <laughs> we we have similar parenting styles, obviously a little bit different because he's more laid back. I'm more like right. toe the line of your butt is mine. That's how I used to parent. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I was raised very military style. Uh, my mom was raised in the military and so that trickled down. So it was a very learning curve. Um, I was very short. I had such a short fuse and no tolerance, but that's because I was operating out of 
how I saw my relationship with God. Like you talked about last week, you know, you need to have fixed your relationship with God before you can move down in the scripture, like the order of verses. There you go. I know. And my relationship with God, I lived in fear, like, oh my gosh, how can God save anybody like me? Oh, I've done so many bad things. And I was punishing myself, and there was so much self-harm, and so many thoughts that were plaguing my mind, but all that chaos was ensuing outside of me, and what God was trying to give me was peace inside of me. But I was refusing it because I didn't feel worthy of it. Yeah, that's so significant what she said here, and you'll remember this from the last messages. She was in this mode of thinking... God was out to punish her, and so she was punishing herself, mm-hmm. which then in turn caused you to punish everybody else in your life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You recognize that? If you feel like God's against you, then you'll think everybody else is against you, and you'll, you'll be against them. Mm-hmm. And it, it, does, it doesn't leave you at a place of peace. There's no, no, there's no rest. No. There's only more churning, mm-hmm. more trying to prove yourself right, more debate, more argument. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just gets real messy Anytime that's happening, but it gets even more messy when you walk into a church environment and you're just like, hey, how's it going? You know, and you, yeah. you just try to cover all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yep. that didn't go so well. No. Because your kids know the difference. Yeah, they do. They see. They see what I was like at home versus yeah. what, you know, going out and doing ministry and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so these are all the areas of dis-ease. You recognize it? Inner thoughts. Inner emotions, mm-hmm. her behavior, her relationship, none of them are at ease. There's no peace. There's no sense of rest. There's no peace with God. And when there's no peace with God, there won't be any peace with people around you. But then there's the other area of your physical health. Mm-hmm. And it was struggling as well. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. So back in my 20s, I started having pain, 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 pain. I was limping. I'd pain a lot on my left side, just so much pain. And so I went to the doctor, and they were like, oh, you have rheumatoid arthritis. And I was like, that sounds terrible. And I had just had Noah. um, And I was like, "Okay, well, what do I do? And they were like, well, you're still young. You want to have kids. Most of these traditional medications cause birth defects, all of these things. And they're like, come back to us when you're done having kids. Take all these pain medications to help get rid of it. Just go have your babies and then come back to us. And I was like, okay, great. So I was like, well, that's my lot, as people so often say. And I'm just going to keep moving through it. I'm just going to... I was very much a just put up and get it done type personality. So I just kind of hobbled around living with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't until probably my late 20s we had moved here and I hit the wall. I hit the wall. We were coming off of dark stuff with fostering, getting all of that done, moving here, just tons of stuff. And physically, I hit a wall like that. I was in the emergency room. I couldn't walk. I couldn't put my pants on. My husband was having to help me get dressed, get me out of bed. It was awful. So I go to the, do- I go to the emergency room, more pain medication. And they send me to a rheumatologist here. 
and they did a bunch of blood work, go home, I'm in bed, and the nurse actually called, and my husband answered the phone, and she's like, is your wife an alcoholic? And he was like, no, she hasn't drank a sip in her life. And he, she was like, okay, she needs to stop all the pain medications because her liver enzymes were through, my liver enzymes were through the roof, so I was destroying wow. my liver. And I'm like, fantastic. So now I have nothing to go off of. So we go to the rheumatologist with the blood work and I'm sitting there and he comes in and he's giving me his whole spiel that I'd heard before. And he's like, here's your list of medications you can take. And I was like, okay, well, what do they do? What are the side effects? And he's like, that one causes birth defects and that one's chemo drug. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you're fine. You have a good head of hair. And he like pulls on my hair and he's like, you may lose some, but you'll be fine. I'm like, is that my only option? And he was like, yes. <clears throat> my husband still laughs at this because he works with doctors all the time and it's amazing because he's a paramedic. He loves them. And this doctor is sitting across the table from me and he was like, well, you're stupid if you don't take this. And I'm like, I hadn't had my spiritual healing yet. So I'm like, <laughs> what did you just say to me? And he's like, tell me, what faith are you? And I'm like, oh, first you're gonna call me stupid and now you're gonna come after my Jesus? I don't think so. So I was like, I'm a Christian. And he said, well, that's your problem right there. And I was like, what? Like I was sitting there in such shock. And he goes, Christians go to church to get unprofessional medical advice from other Christians. And I'm like, Woo! okay. So we sat and we had a very frank conversation. He, he had been beat by nuns overseas and I'm like, well, that's not Christianity and I'm sorry that's your perception of that, but that's not it. So I left there more angry. You yeah. know, I'm already an angry person because of the things, my past and the things my kids had walked through and just life was just hard. Mm. And I left there just like ticked. But on the way home, it just bugged me that he brought up this very secular, science-loving, science-believing man, brought up my Christianity mm. and asked me if I was. And it was like this moment where God was like, hello, mm. hello, like, mm -hmm. are you awake yet? And so I just, I went home, I researched um, rheumatoid arthritis, worked with a natural medical doctor to detox my liver because my liver was so bad. And that was brutal. It was so rough. It was so dark. It was all the things I needed to do. They were things that I needed to do, but it wasn't bringing about the healing for my physical body that I needed. I was in so much pain and pain makes you more angry. Right. Pain makes you grumpy, pain makes you snippy, pain makes you not want to be around anybody. It makes you not relatable. I was not relatable with my husband or my kids. Nobody could see really my physical pain. I mean, I was limping, but mm -hmm. it's not like I had lost a leg or, you know, right. something that somebody can see. So I got to a point in all of that, where I was talking to my friend, I'm like, I think I need therapy. Like, I think I need to go and see somebody because these things swirling around in my head have got to stop. I can't even think, I can't sleep, I can't eat. 
So she gave me the name of this woman, and she's an LPC. And when I went in, she asked me, actually before I went in in the intake forms, if I was a Christian and if she could do counseling in that matter and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, sure, great. So when I went in, I love this woman to pieces. I mean, what God did through her for me has changed everything. But how she started it was mind-blowing. I had sat in hours of traditional therapy with my kids, mm. with psychologists, therapists, all of them. Mm. And the way she did it was completely different. Mm. So when I went in, she asked me what physically I was suffering from. And I'm like, you're not a doctor. Like, what are you doing? But I played along. I was like, all right, well, this is different. So I was like, well, I have rheumatoid arthritis. And she's like, why? And I'm like, what? Well, <laughs> it's a degenerative disease and blah, 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 blah. And I start listing all the stuff I had read on WebMD and heard from my rheumatologist. And she's like, that's, that's not what I'm asking you. She said, you're a Christian, right? And I said, yeah. She's like, so why are you suffering? And I'm like, shoot. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And she's like, okay, we'll get to that. What else are you suffering from? I'm like, well, my liver enzymes are through the roof and I'm trying to get them back down. And so why? And I'm like, what? And, and I was like, just back up. What are you talking about? And she goes, well, from where I'm sitting in my walk, that rheumatoid arthritis can be healed if you would be a joyful person. And I was like, what? And then she said, and you know, you got to give up your bitterness. And I was like, what? How does she know I'm bitter? I didn't even say the word bitter. And I just met this woman. I was shocked. So I think that appointment was like two hours and we just walked through physically and emotionally things that I was going through. And mm -hmm. she gave me the simplest thing. She gave me a devotional that really talked about your mind and the struggles about it and what scripture says about it and what God says about it and the power you have over it if you're walking in alignment with him. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ever coming back here. <laughs> like, I don't think she gets it. Like, this is crazy. But I took, I went and bought the devotional that she recommended and I took it and I was blown away. I had been, I had grown up in the church. I was 29 at the time. I, grew up in the church, mm. never been taught that, never been taught that you can get healing, never been thought, taught that the thoughts that are swirling around in your mind, the inability to sleep, the negativity, the darkness, all that stuff doesn't have to be there. And it's a choice and you can choose to take captive every thought to the obedience to Christ, right. every single one of them. Right. So she taught me how to get my mind under control with the word of God. She taught me how, um, well, let me back up a little. Part of the healing was I needed to look a lot at um, how I viewed myself in the light of God. And it was not pretty. I was one of those Christians that like, prayed every night for Jesus to save me, 
because I was so worried I was going to get left behind. Like, I was not worthy enough to be saved. And that's so dumb. It's so dumb that Jesus came and did it. God made this, gave us this beautiful gift, and it's, like, just sitting there on the shelf, and I'm not using it. Like, like I said, the verdict was rendered, but I needed to walk in that. I needed to walk in that in order to receive my freedom. Yeah, so let me just kind of recap here a little bit. So you're, you have conflict within because mm-hmm. there's no peace with God. No. You're yep. not certain whether he loves you, whether your soul is secure with him or not. Mm-hmm. Nope. So that's the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently there's some bitterness in your life mm-hmm. towards some people, mm-hmm. towards some circumstances, and mm-hmm. toward God. Yep. And that's affecting you. Yep. This is all making you tense yep. uh, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Yep. And relationally. Yep. And this is all leading to some physical factors in your life. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So let me just say one thing here for everybody. There are physical effects that come from sin, mm-hmm. right? Yes. That does not mean because you have some certain physical effect that it can always be traced back to a specific Correct. sin. Mm-hmm. But if you are walking in disobedience to God, mm-hmm. if you're not walking in his ways, there will be some effects in your life mm-hmm. that can show up mm-hmm. in your mind, your thoughts, in your emotions, in your behavior, in your relationships, and even in your physical body. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying here? I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you if you're on medication for some right. issue right now nope. to stop taking that medication. Nope. That is not what is being nope. said here today. But... Our goal as followers of Jesus Christ is to make sure that he is Lord of every area of our life. Mm -hmm. Even those areas where there have been past hurts, wrong ideas about Mm -hmm. ourself Mm -hmm. and him, and any place where we are uncertain about our relationship with him. That has to be settled square one. Mm -hmm. Everybody with me so far? Yeah, you're good? All right. So. And to that, there has to be balance. Like I could have taken all of those prescriptions, which would have been fine, but for me personally, God was calling me to something more. So all of those times I turned it down, he was pulling me, pulling me, pulling me to something more. And I think a lot of times we're like way out of balance, yeah. right? <clears throat> so instead of just stopping at WebMD or Google or your doctor's office, like really, really seek the Lord in yeah. all of it, all of it. Exactly. <laughs> so you begin this process of seeking the Lord, dealing with mm-hmm. um, uncertainty about your own salvation, mm-hmm. some bitternesses in your life. You begin to deal with all of that, right? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Um, so I had, I first had to repent of my wrong thinking of not following scripture, not aligning myself with his word, really, in all honesty, being prideful and arrogant that I thought I wasn't worthy of being saved, even though I believed all of it, and thinking that I needed to punish myself for X, Y, and Z, or whatever. So I needed to repent of that, and I needed to get my relationship Mm. with God right, because it's true. Like, to love my husband, to love my kids, to have effective ministry, I needed to be, 
I needed to heal my relationship with God and yeah. allow him to just wash over me his truth. Yep, yep. Uh, Romans 5.1 says, therefore, having been justified by faith, mm -hmm. we have peace with God through mm -hmm. our Lord Jesus Christ. Look, that's not just Sunday religious talk. That's not Sunday side gig compartmentalized mm -hmm. thought. That's, this is for life. Yep. Therefore, having been justified, made right with God by faith, not by my efforts, not by no. my works, not by my punishing myself, mm -hmm. not by my, you know, telling myself how terrible I am. No, having been justified by faith, yeah. we have peace, mm -hmm. settled peace with God. And that brings peace into every area of our life, yeah. which turned out for you, a complete cleansing of every area oh, yes. mm -hmm. of your thoughts <laughs> mm -hmm. and your emotions. Yep. T tell us how that begins to happen in your thoughts and emotions. You're going through this process and mm -hmm. all of a sudden peace begins to settle. What's that like for you? It was, you know, like when you watch a movie and you're watching a war movie and a bomb goes off and they're like pulling themselves up and it's like this high pitched sound and you can't really understand what's going on. It was very much like that because those thoughts just started falling off, falling off, falling off and I could cast them down and I could refute them with the word of God and I mm. can say, get behind me, Satan. Like yeah. I'm in yeah. Christ. I don't need this anymore. That's a lie yes. from the pit of hell and I'm done listening to you. I am done. Yeah. I don't, I'm not walking in that. Now I will say though, when I started taking all my physical and mental and emotional stuff seriously and started learning this stuff, more attacks happened. I will say that. Yeah. Like, the enemy doesn't really want to come along and attack somebody whose house is empty. The enemy doesn't care about it as much if you're like living over there. He really wants to go after those ones that are growing and fighting yeah. back. Yeah. So I did, it was up, 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 and then down because our marriage, like I was in therapy and then our marriage started having problems so we went to therapy to see her. It started, it actually, yeah, it started having more problems. And so um, she led us in a lot of really good traditional therapies that mm -hmm. therapists use, but also um, talking about our different personalities and our roles in our marriages and how we can support each other. So it was like this whirlwind up type cascading yeah. up and I was just along for the ride I'm just wow. like give me more give me more give me more yeah. give me more because as my mind started healing I started feeling physical healing very mm. quickly mm. I mean even on my kid one of my kids asked me Oh, you're gonna talk to, on Sunday. What are you gonna talk about? And I was like, Oh, you remember how mom used to have rheumatoid arthritis? And they're whichever one it was, I don't remember, was like, Oh, you don't have problems with that anymore. I'm like, I wow. know. And it was wow. really cool that they could see that too. So let me go back to this one point that you, you just mentioned mm -hmm. here that the battle wasn't over in one day. No, oh no. You, no. you, didn't, you didn't pray one time. No read a verse one no, time and all no. of a sudden it was all done. No. And you just came walking out of the room like, oh. No, <laughs> I wish. 
Yeah, yeah, we all but do. But no, but Jesus waited 30 years. Moses waited 40 years. Noah waited 120 years. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes it takes some time. Yes. And yes. the process is part of refining us. And I would not change a second of that process that he took me through because without all that I would not be where I am today I would yeah. not I wouldn't even have the confidence to come up here and talk to y'all mm. I was a wallflower wow I was one wow. of those like that's hard to imagine I don't want to talk <laughs> yeah you're more like Stephen right yeah no I mean I was feisty but I wasn't like get up there and talk to everybody type okay. person all right so I mean even the pictures that the Bible gives us, talk about tearing down strongholds, oh, yes. casting mm. down imaginations. Those are aggressive physical actions yes. that yep. require long times yeah. sometimes. And that was the case for you. Yeah. Your, those thoughts are coming in still and you're having mm -hmm. to say, no, that's not from God. Yes. This I'm going to believe the truth. That's right. And, and, and you still do that. Yes, yeah. I still do that. Because Satan wants to come back and like whisper those little lies. And in the beginning, it was a lot. Those, I, first of all, I'd never heard the word strongholds until I had gone hmm. to see this lady. I'm like, what is that? <clears throat> and so she explained it to me and we worked through them. I had to repent of a lot of things, of my thinking that wasn't right, my actions, um, my bitterness, my hatred, whatever, towards other people. And... She said, now, don't think for one second that just because you feel good in this moment here in my office that yeah. we're done. Yeah. Like, Satan's going to come back and he's going to lie to you. And she's like, and to keep you from going back into that, Jesus saved me from my sins every night. Mm. You don't have to do that. You just tell Satan, I've repented of that. Yes. Jesus has forgiven me. Yes. The cross has healed me. Yes. I am done with this lie. Yes. You have no say. I silence you. I'm done. I'm done with it. So, so you're casting down those imaginations, mm -hmm. those thoughts, every mm -hmm. one of them. You're just taking and, and, and it's a big popular word today. You're deconstructing. Yeah. <laughs> destroying. But you're, you're, but you're destroying lies. Yes. Yes. That the enemy has used against mm -hmm. you. That, yeah. That told you. Uh, you could never be saved. You yep. couldn't be loved. Yep. Uh, God's punishing you. You need to punish yourself. Yep. Uh, you'll never be worthy. Mm -hmm. Your past is still against you. Mm -hmm. You somehow got to pay it back yourself. All that stuff you're tearing down. Mm -hmm. those, are, those are lies, folks. Yep. Do not let the enemy use that mm -mm. in your head mm -mm. to tell you you're broken permanently. You're dysfunctioned. You're permanently at some diseased place in your life that you have to believe those lies, do not. Those are the enemy's tactics, and I hope you're hearing her clearly today, yeah. that when she believed them, it, it caused dis-ease in her. Mm -hmm. You hear me? Everybody, yeah, yeah. we're good? Yeah. All right, so this has to start having a positive effect on your relationship and your yes. marriage and parenting. Talk yes. about that, healing starting to occur there. Okay, so in my marriage, all right, so I'm in therapy, and, you know, I'm like, I'm a strong-willed woman. I'm just a go-getter. I'm type A. But I was so desiring, like, working through my Bible, working with her, she painted this beautiful picture about meekness and that meekness takes astronomical strength, more so than being angry, more so than controlling, more so than all of it. She also painted this beautiful picture of, like, your husband is your umbrella of protection. So you need to start 
working with that. And I was like, okay, well, practically, how do I put this into action? Because we've got five kids, and it's like herding ants in the rain, and I'm just like, come on now. And she's like, just do something simple. What's the simplest way you can start applying this? And I was was like, well, I don't know. So I thought about it, and that Sunday, we were leaving church, and normally after church, kids are starving, right? I don't know what it is about church, but everybody is like starving to death. Yeah, it's adults too. Mom always has the plan. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Everybody's, we got to get the blood sugar up. Come on now. So I remember leaving church and he puts it in drive and he's like, where are we going? And I was like, where do you want to go? And the van went silent. Wow. Because that was like, a new thing, right? We were going to starve. And it just, and he's looking at me like, like, what? Like, what? What are you, what? And I'm like, we'll go wherever you want to go. And we literally sat there for five minutes because he was crying everybody, tears of joy. No, no. everybody was in shock. I'm like, I'll go wherever y'all want to go. And they were like, they were sitting there like totally freaked out because I was, I thought I had to have all the control mm. and I didn't. And there was so much peace and rest from my soul in just letting it go. I mean, I'm not a fan of the big golden arches, but if that's where they want to go today, I will eat a salad, you know? So I was just like, please don't pick McDonald's, please don't pick I don't even remember whether they picked, but I am telling you. (laughs) Where was it, Stephen? Yeah, I don't know. This was a few years ago. Still in shock over, I realized, yeah. But it was so, it was so freeing for my marriage. And I remember that was a trajectory. Trajectory, yeah. That one. That's a hard one, yeah. A catalyst launching point for healing my relationship with my husband. Wow. And I remember thinking, wow, it's so nice to not have the pressure of that. What else can I give up? And I'm like, here you go. And so it took a little bit of time. Yeah. Oh my goodness, but it was so much weight mm. lifted off that That's I don't awesome. have to wear the pants and the skirt in the family. Like yeah. I can just It's true. It's good. Rest. I'm sure there's a lot more with that, but I want to I want to get on to the to the physical because okay. obviously you walked up here. I did. You sat on stage. I did. You don't look like you're in pain. I'm not. Except for my workout. Okay, well. <laughs> I was like, babe, I'm going to go talk about healing today, and I can't even walk this morning. I need a stretch. So talk about what that process has been like. I'm sure it was a process as well. There mm-hmm. wasn't a day that you mm-hmm. prayed, and all of a sudden, you know, no. you're done. What's that physical healing been like? Okay, process? so when she first asked me about it, um, I was like, this is insane. Like, this is insane. And she's like, why? And she opened up Isaiah 53. And I was like, well, I was always taught that was meant for heaven. And she's like, but why do you think that? Like, where did, what, where did that come from? Go and do, like you've said, every word matters. Go yeah. and look it up. Go and research it. Yeah. And the tense of the verse is not necessarily just future. And I'm like, oh And you're my referring gosh. to... The verse we've used, Isaiah 53. by his stripes mm-hmm. we are healed. Yep. And then that verse this morning you did, yep. uh, Psalms 103, 2 yep. through 5 or whatever. Yep. And I was like, good grief. I just, how have I missed this? 
my whole life being in church, how have I missed this? <clears throat> so, um, for me, and I'm speaking for me and how I, all of this fell into place. I had a spiritual root to my disease. I was allowing sin, thoughts, actions, behaviors to affect my physical body. And um, there's other verses that she brought up that she went way into detail about that we don't have time for, but I needed to repent of hating myself. I needed to repent of not seeing myself how God sees me. I was in such opposition to God, unknowingly so. It was ignorance. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and I needed to re receive that forgiveness that was waiting for me. Like, I, I believe that I was saved and that I would go to heaven if I had died before I knew all this stuff. Sure. But she taught me, like, why travel through life this side of heaven, like I said, a miserable saint, when there's so much power and healing at the cross. Yeah. So it took some time because I really had to digest that. I really had to dig, dig, dig deep <clears throat> and take a long, hard look at what I was giving my time to, mm. what... Um, I was allowing in my life what influences was I running directly to the doctor or WebMD or the internet or a friend when I was struggling with something because there was a huge imbalance in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say, you know, I was just like one of those Sunday Christians that would check the box and go to church, but there's so much in here that can immediately destroy the word of God is the sword of the spirit. And yep. now where God has brought me, when I start seeing something physically, emotionally, especially spiritually, but physically and emotionally, emotionally start to manifest in my body, I go to God's word and I am like, Lord, show me what this is. Show wow. me what to do. And sometimes it's, you're dehydrated. Go drink some water. Exactly. Sometimes it's, well, you've been taking all that on and you didn't ask me about it, so maybe your head is pounding and you feel nauseous or whatever because you're trying to take the control back. Yep. And you've already given that up. You've given that to me. Rest in it. You know, Jesus said that he left us his peace. Yeah. He left it to us. There is literally no reason to not operate out of that. And... Again, this is how God convicted me. It says to not be anxious. It says to not fear. It says that my peace I give you. And for me, how the Holy Spirit convicted me was that I was in sin by doing that. I was in disobedience to God's word. And once I started peeling back those layers and realizing it, all of those things just started falling off, falling wow. off, falling off, falling off. Mm -hmm. And now I have not seen my rheumatologist in, I don't know, five years. I no medication. Haven't had a Tylenol since COVID. I did take some Tylenol and Advil during COVID because I had pain. And that was another thing. <clears throat> when I had COVID back, I think it was July, it was last summer, that 
disease was so methodical through my body. And when I was going through it, because I had pain, I had a fever here and there, I didn't have any chest thing or breathing thing or anything, just pain, complete loss of taste and smell. Um, And I remember walking around my bedroom just saying over and over, I will not fear, I will not fear, I will not fear, I will not fear, because that disease, sickness, illness, came with all the other stuff of all the fear, all the turmoil, and I had to tell myself, I will not fear, I will not fear, I will not fear through all of it, so. Yeah, Yeah. so I noticed in your Bible you've got lots of pink little tabs here. Uh Those are all, I'm sure, essential verses for you. The whole word of God is essential, but Mm -hmm. this is a part of your ongoing healing today. Oh, yes, yep. You're still in process of healing thoughts, Mm -hmm. emotions, all of that. Yep. Give us just a glimpse into an action that you do on a regular basis. You've talked about during COVID. What's something that's an actionable thing that you're doing right now to stay in this place of healing and peace before God? Um, The biggest thing was not continually, if that anxiety starts to trickle back in or that fear, not continually repenting of it, because I did and I believe that he's forgiven. Just speaking the word of God, speaking his word, speaking, like you say, out of your mouth, out of your mouth. When my kids are struggling, I had one this week who was struggling and I was like, "Um, well, I think you need to like go and talk to God about it and you need to speak it out. Like you need to confess the word, you need to confess whatever it was that had happened and then walk in your freedom. Yeah. Just walk in it. And so when I start to get anxious, there are so many things. I have a app on my phone um, that does like scripture memorization, but it's kind of like a game. That's super calming. I listen to sermons or worship music, but being in God's word, I cannot express the depth that that has the impact that that has had on my physical and emotional and mental healing. It's, it's changed my marriage. It's changed the atmosphere in myself, in my marriage, in my home. It's changed so many things. It's made, um, different relationships grow. Cause I always thought, I think you said this last week, or maybe said it on the podcast about you know, the conduct of their wives will be one Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I always thought like to change somebody, I have to grab them by the lapels and be like, stop it. But just being a quiet spirit, saying to my kids, mommy is not operating in the spirit today. Mm. I'm gonna go in my room, do not cross this threshold unless you're bleeding, dying or throwing up and picking a scab is not qualify as bleeding. So I was like, don't come in here. I am going into holy ground with God and I am going to check my spirit. I'm going to align myself with him and I'm not coming out of here until he does a work in me. I'm gonna ask him, Lord, search me, help me to get rid of this attitude, this action and help me to parent with you, only you. It takes a lot of um, humility. Yeah. And understanding that you, we, all of us cannot do it without 
Jesus. We cannot right. do it without the understanding yep. that that's not just something he did like 2,000 years ago and no. it's good and it's your fire insurance. It's literally something you can do every day. And if you just train yourself, I had to physically, the first couple of years that I was learning this, I did a lot of fasting because my body, my, my mind, like it says, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. Oh my gosh. I wanted to sit and watch like four hours of junk on TV or whatever. And I had to just really discipline myself in um, fasting and just taking accountability for my thoughts, my actions, all of it. Yeah. And I still will do that from time to time. Not as much. Because it's funny. Like coming under the obedience of the word and God. For a little while it was difficult because I was operating out of my flesh. But then I just got this deep desire where it's like if I'm not, ugh. I just, yeah. I just can't handle it. I'm like I've got, I've just got to go be in the word. So I told you it'd be a powerful story. It is, amen? This is the, this is the living example of that Isaiah 53, um, which is repeated in the New Testament, 1 Peter 2, 24, that by his stripes, mm -hmm. by the suffering of Jesus for us, when we accept that by faith, when we receive his punishment and stop punishing ourselves, yes. when we take in his love for us and stop hating yep. him and distrusting him, when I start taking in his suffering for me, it will bring peace to my life. Yes. Yep. It'll bring peace to your spirit. It'll bring peace to your mind and your thoughts. It'll bring peace to your emotions. It'll bring peace to your behavior. And there will be healing that will happen. Yep. I'm confident there's more that God wants to do amongst us even. Areas in our life that we may have just counted as yeah. this is just the way it's always going to be. And there could be areas that God is saying, no, I'm not finished there. Yes. I'm going to bring some healing if you'll trust me, mm -hmm. if you'll look to me, yes. if you'll hear my word and you'll believe it. And as Emily said many times, I had to dig deep. Yes. I think she meant she had to dig deep here, yep. but she had to dig deep here as yep. well and apply this here. Are you grateful for Emily today and what God has done in her life? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Can I say one more thing? Sure. If you're here and you're struggling with your thoughts, I cannot encourage you enough please, there is so much hope. And if you find, you know, my, count, my therapist was great. <clears throat> I sought a therapist that we were aligned spiritually and it changed so much. You do not have to fight with those thoughts. Those thoughts are not yours. Yeah. We have the mind of Christ. It says it and it's your choice to operate in that or not. And I cannot tell you I cannot encourage you and exhort you enough to go and find somebody, a professional, if, it's, if you're at a place that's super dark, come and talk to me. I'd love to talk more in depth than I have here. But those thoughts don't have to stay there. Those sleepless nights don't have to stay there. The fear does not have to stay there. None of that has to stay there. It's not the way God wanted. God was a God of order. God's a God of peace. And if you're living in that, then there's something out of 
order, I guess, yeah. in your spirit. And I just want to tell you, please, 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 please come and talk to me. Find a therapist that's aligned with the word of God and it will change your world. You don't have to stay like that Amen. at all. Amen. Hey, let's pray together. I know this has to hit at some place for all of us in a very real place. It's, maybe it's you. Maybe it's a loved one. Maybe it's a relationship. There is hope in Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you that while we were still sinners, while we were hating ourselves, hating you, trying to do it all on our own, stubborn, resistant, prideful, that while we were that, you sent your son. He lived and he died taking our suffering. And in that cross, in his suffering, he removed the need for us to have to punish ourselves, for us to have to be punished again. And for all that would come to him, there would be life, there would be forgiveness, there would be the complete cleansing and the forgiveness of sins. Father, we claim that today. We stand in that. And we stand against the thoughts and the lies of the enemy with it that would tell us we are in disorder still, that we are dysfunctioned, that we are still to be in the process of hating ourselves and to be angry and to be bitter and not rest. And we're still chasing after trying to make our own worth and still chasing a dollar and still chasing work and still chasing after things that will make us feel better instead of resting in you. God, we cast all those down today. I pray you'll tear down all those arguments, all those things that keep us from coming to you and fully relying and fully trusting in you. God, we pull all those down today in Jesus' name and we claim healing for our people here, Lord, that amongst us, there would be a spirit of healing in deeper ways than we've ever seen before. Healing for relationships, in marriages, parents and children, healing in emotions, healing in the mind, and even he healing physically, Lord, that you might glorify yourself through healing our spirit and it's showing up in every area of our life. God, our world today is in such disorder and you've called us to order and peace in you. So we come back to that. We come to the cross and there we find our healing. I thank you for Emily, for her family, for her willingness to share vulnerable places in her life and their life. But more than that, to share what you have done in them and are doing in them. We glorify you for all of that and pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, one more hand for Emily, thank you.